we like this something to be genuine. We want some genuine relationships. Then we have to connect. Connection is solution. That's what I think. Welcome to The Boss Lady Speaks with me, your host, Johanna Sawalha, also known as Coach Joe. This podcast brings you tips, pearls of wisdom, and strategies for success from thought leaders and changemakers all across the world. Join me for each episode to discover what makes a true leader, something that may help you to develop your own voice, your own leadership, and legacy. My guest today, Elizabeth Volsian, got her psychologist degree from Stockholm University and has also been a board member of the National Board on Health and Welfare and is also a member of AGPA, which makes her certified as to give education points for other psychotherapists studying for their license. She's the author of several dissertations and other writings on communication, and about the importance of the language we use in our interactions. She calls her method life staging. And the central idea of Elizabeth's works is this. And she opens every talk or workshop with this question. What are we here to do? Or in the better translation in her native language, Swedish would be, what business do we have being here? In other words, what on earth are we doing here? What are we up to? Are we even doing the right work? Does the work we're doing move the needle? Does it even matter? At first, her workshop participants seem slightly confused since they're used to speakers and workshop leaders diving straight into content. But slowly but surely, they catch on. When they notice the shift in the space, they also notice the immediate shift in the relationship with the person they're talking to, all depending on what type of language is being used. So we are now in an inquiry in these times of the how over the what. This is becoming increasingly important in today's world. And why is that, you may ask? Well, one thought is that stress levels and overall speed in society have people skip crucial steps in their interactions with others, thinking that they're going fast and therefore expediently when what's really happening is a disjointed way to relate and interact. Focusing on the how of how we communicate before we get to the meat of our message takes us back to go It's as if we have to review the basics of how you start, carry, and end a proper, normal conversation. I'm sitting here with Elizabeth Bolsien. She's a published author, psychologist, and researcher. And in my world, you really are an expert within communication and the importance of the language that we use. Um, and Elizabeth, you lead workshops, and they're fascinating because it, it is a demonstration of how, 
the, the way we use language will determine the quality of our conversation, the quality of our relationships. In fact, this may be the, the, what we need in today's world. So, I, and I wanted to talk to you at this time because with Elon Musk saying AI is coming in not in a decade, but in two years, millions and millions of jobs will be replaced and him saying that the, the the ones that will keep their jobs for a while are programmers and artists and communicators that means that you are on the bleeding edge of this development so can you speak to this like why is the way we use language so important oh this is a a, a huge uh, <laughs> question um uh i think uh the way um how if i if i think about identity uh i think that uh people um are looking very much for an identity to uh be able to uh, tell who they are in this world and uh in some western many of our western cultures a lot of people have their have to make their own brand and that's what you can see on Facebook and all this um, social media. Though we sort of lose us in this sometimes the dialogical um, um, ability. We know that face-to-face interaction is the most important we have. Though uh, uh, neuroscience shows that uh, through the vagus nerve, we collect sort of 80-90% of information, especially through our, our stomach, intestines, lungs, and the heart. And it's all transported up to the brain, who makes a story out of this. But even more, the interesting thing is what the vagus nerve is, um, is uh, informing is, is uh, directly shown in our facial expression and our tone of voice or mode of voice mode what do you say in our body language so the the face-to-face interaction is of huge importance because you can't uh, be uh, you, you you show yourself in your expressions and so most of the um, uh, what's happening in between people is uh, what our right brain collects what we see in other people to in other words the nonverbal communication is that what you're saying yeah the nonverbal com- communication is about 60 to 70 percent of a communication and also if we talk about authenticity identity and who are who am I uh, and to be sort of we like we like this something to be gen- genuine we want some genuine in- in relationships then we have to connect. Connection is solution, that's what I think. And how do we connect with one another? Uh, a connective language is, a, is another kind of language than the uh, uh, brand-making language, if I would say so. It's about uh, genuine interest, curiosity, and, and to be in a paradigm where you can say that... Um, the, the in, uh, it's not about me being right and you're wrong. It's about how can we enter into mi- a, r- a richer story about us, about the we, about the um, uh, 
how can we uh, enter where we can include uh, people? Which doesn't mean that we have to love everyone, but we can include. And but in this very polarized world where it's for or against or black or white or then what comes first is there a way to if we, if i switch my language to a more connective language will i care more or do i care first and then i speak it how does that work well i i think you can do either either way or that's what we're doing i call it um I don't know in Berlin English, but what, what I say, what we have in our head is our uh, grounded values, which are sort of um, um, ready already when you're like 17 years old and kind of hard to, to change those values. It is um, it is also a, 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 a meta perspective or a paradigm, which is the understanding of the understanding. <laughs> So uh, what we have in our head, if we think that the word is black and white, then of course it, it is expressed in the way we live and the way we talk. But if we change the paradigm in our head, we will, we will not be able to speak the same language because then you, you can't be black and white. And if you are in a language which is black and white, and you change that, then of course your paradigm will also change in your head. I don't know how to explain this more uh, simply, but so it could be. And yeah. could that be the shortcut? Could that be a shortcut? If, if I have someone who seems like they don't really care about their fellow man, if I just give them a new way to speak, do you think that could change their insides as well? Definitely. Uh, when I have like supervisions group, I can meet them sort of uh, once a month or every four fortnight and what I say <laughs> which they don't know uh, it is also a la cor language course because I hear they change their way of talking uh, after uh, we met because I sculpt language all the time uh, the moment they try to get into normative language and and um, I'm there and, and introduce something else. So they uh, usually say, we're less polarized in our group since we started this supervision. We are, it's sort of more curious before we used to argue who, who, who's the right, who has the right view on the client and, you know. But now it seems like, you know, so absolutely. But then you, uh, as a supervisor or a boss or whatever, has to, to uh, be very, very careful. The vagus nerve. I cite from Webster's Dictionary what this thing means. Definition of vagus nerve. Cranial nerve that arises from the medulla oblongata and supplies chiefly the viscera, especially with autonomic sensory and motor fibers. And then there's the history and etymology for vagus nerve. Borrowed from New Latin, vagus nervus, literally wandering nerve, so-called from its multiplicity of connecting points in the neck, thorax, and abdomen. Oh my, this thing is everywhere, the vagus nerve. Okay, the vagus nerve collects 80 to 90% of the information we pick up in our interactions with others transports it to the brain that then makes a story out of it which in turn 
shows in our facial expression, tone of voice, and body language. Like Elizabeth says, you show yourself in these different modes of expression. Then there's this concept of the normative power and just how much we're under its spell. Elizabeth and I talked about how here in the West, personal branding is the thing right now. People have to create their own brands out of their own personalities, but doing that can be a very lonely business and we lose our dialogical abilities. In the lack of face-to-face interactions, our vagus nerves don't get to communicate with each other, I guess, so to speak. So as Elizabeth says, connection is solution. Yeah, exactly. So how can we enter a richer story about us, dropping the old storyline, so to speak, the one that we tell others and ourselves about who we are and what we're capable of? Without promising to love everyone, can we at least promise to include others in this new story of us? If we have a person who didn't grow up with a set of values or wasn't taught that or feels lost, let's say, without an inner compass, can they still adopt a new language, this inclusive, more connective language? Or do you have to, do you have, to have that um, kind of um, value system first? I, I, I think that all people have values. But in the modern world, we have the normative power. And the normative power uh, is um, confusing us to what we really think and are and what is important. Because in the, nor- the normative power is the kind of power that is quite... Um, you, you, you don't see it. You just, you just uh, uh, have it. Because, and, and, and here we come to the social media and all these other things, even before the social media. It's that you know that if you are too big, too smart, a little less engaged, or we put ourselves in a continuum. Continuum? Uh, with the normative power uh, in a certain society knows exactly what is the ideal to be. So uh, we think this is a good life, or we, we think we have to buy the last uh, thing because, because the normative power is so strong, and we don't even have somebody to tell us. Yeah, the normative power is strong. Can we be individuals but still belong to a context and to community? How do you know to separate between what you actually feel and think versus what this normative power has conditioned us to feel and think? In some ways, this interview sparked more than answered questions. But what an interesting rabbit hole to go down. If you like this episode of The Boss Lady Speaks, make sure you subscribe to get more episodes like these where I explore human greatness, great people doing remarkable things in the world, 
along with tips for how you can do the same. This is your host, Johanna Sawalha. Thank you for listening and see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.